Hey, man, and welcome to another episode of Quality Manhood. And uh, as always, we'll change it up this morning. As always, uh, I'm your host, PJ Burner, along with my co-host, Kellen Allen. Guten Tag. Guten Tag. That's German for greeting. Hello. 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 Yeah. There you go. Yeah. If, uh, a few re- will know. Yeah. A few will know. Uh, anyways, we are here to uh, have another episode of Quality Manhood, which is, as you know, a show meant for Christian men seeking to understand how to apply God's truth in everyday life. Uh, and this week, we're here to talk about uh, filling time, um, which actually almost kind of brings us full circle back to our first episode where we yeah. talked about dead air. And we should just play that and then not there, say anything. Done. Just there go back go. and listen to episode one. We're we just going to turn this off. that coronavirus quarantine season was about to happen, so we tried to give people advance notice. Hopefully they listen. Right, exactly. Or the year end where we did all of our top books yeah. and podcasts and music. And, well, I don't think we did music, but books and podcasts and things like that. Go back and listen to those right now if you're uh, you're looking for things. But we're going to try to add to that in this episode. Uh, Kellen, I keep picking up my phone, and I'm one of the guys that's guilty of just being on Twitter most of the day. Yeah, It's where I get the majority of my information. It's a news source for me. I don't I don't use it to to put a lot of content out there, right? Uh, but you know, 240 characters, you can get a lot of or whatever the character limit is. You can get a lot of information on that, yeah. and so like that's how I stay up to date on what's going on with this lockdown. And I used to stay up to date with sports on that, and yeah. so I used to grab my phone and check what's going on with the sports scores. What are the Mavericks doing? What are the Stars doing? What are the Rangers doing? What are the Cowboys doing? You know what what's going on on that and. Dude, it's killer now because I pick up my phone and I open up Twitter and I'm just like, oh, yeah, there's no sports. There's nothing. No. I even had a situation to where I picked up, looked at sports. No, I was about to look at ESPN and it was like Lakers versus Celtics. I'm like, it's back, it's back. And it was like 2010 finals. Right. And I probably watched about a half, maybe a little bit more than that. Yeah. Um, Intently, like it was happening. Yeah, uh, but and you're like, don't you know the outcome? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I already knew it. I already knew but every play. It's and, there. Yeah, yeah. There. I did that with the uh, the Dallas Stars won the Stanley Cup in 1999, and their Twitter account was sending out clips from that right. uh, from their playoff series. In fact, uh, tomorrow night they're sending out a, a, a couple more. So I'm going to be tuning in for that on Twitter. You but, haven't recorded already. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, dude, it's it's brutal not having sports. But then at the same time, it's convicting Very. because it shows me how much time. I used to spend just looking up random sports yeah. scores, information, stats, whatever, trade rumors, things like that, like stuff that in the, the big picture doesn't mean anything. And yeah. now that God has taken that away, we're left with time and we're left with void yeah. and we're left with, like we talked about in our pilot episode of this podcast, more dead air in our life. Yeah. Um, and the question before us, the challenge before us men out there is how are we going to fill that time in a way that is honoring to the Lord uh, in a way that's productive, in a way that is uh, is redemptive. And we've talked about that a little bit over the last few weeks, um, even just last ep- episode on, on how to uh, use your time to evangelize well during the, this lockdown time. Go back and listen to that if you haven't yet. But, uh, but we want, want to just talk about kind of, okay, that time at the end of the day, maybe you used to sit down and watch a baseball game or you used to sit down and watch a basketball game or uh, whatever it may be. How can you redeem that time, the, the free time in your life that now you have more of than you ever wanted and there's not the same things there to fill that free time that once existed? Uh, so Kel and I are going to start with some books that have been impactful for us, uh, both for our families, but also for us uh, just as men and uh, some recommendations there. And then uh, we've got some other things to talk about as well as this episode unfolds. But Kellen, why don't you start us off? Uh, what, what are some books that have impacted you recently? 
one book that just was released earlier this year, uh, and warning, it's a, it's a raunchy title, but let me get to it, uh, is The Gospel According to Satan. Um, and it's eight lies about God that sound like truth, and it's written by Jared C. Wilson. Um, and I, I had to preface it with that because when I say that, people's eyebrows go up like, wait, what are you reading? But it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really a good book. It came out earlier this year, and it's so many of the questions that you know, non-believers, uh, agnostics, or, or atheists, they pose of like, well, you know, for example, right out of the gates, the first chapter is God just wants you to be happy. And, you know, everybody creates this God on, on based on their happiness and, and what that means. And so he, he goes into that argument of, you know, God wants us to be happy, and he gives scriptural evidence about, you know, the Bible doesn't say, hey, God wants you to be happy. It's, it doesn't say that. But so many people lean towards that and feel like that's, uh, that's God. Um, and that's, that's not true. So he, he spends the first chapter just debunking that statement. Um, and then the second one is, is you only live once. Right. And so most people are like, you know, they even had that phrase back in the day, YOLO, YOLO. Right. Yeah. So you only live once. So just live it up like you have no authority and, and you're not responsible or accountable to anybody. And of course, we know as, as believers is we are completely accountable um, and we will have that judgment day uh, to where God will look back at our entire lives. And so it's not about just go live life as if you had no authority, but break, really breaking that down and how to respond to that. And so he does a great job uh, with some of those lies that they, they, they sound like truth, right? right? It's like Adam and Eve back in the day. It's like, did God really say that, right? And it's like, yeah, God did say that, but it makes us as you know, fleshly humans think about, well, I don't know. Right. Well, maybe God twisted one or two words, and it's, and it's almost what he said. It's almost a biblical command, but it's not quite, and it just takes you off into a different path. And so right. it does a really good job, but he gives eight, eight lies that, that sound like truth uh, that are really, uh, really good to read through and just think about as you are in conversation, especially as we talked a lot about on a previous episode of evangelism. These questions will come up, these comments will come up, and to be able to know how to respond to those biblically is great. Right, yeah. Uh, Satan's known in, in Scripture, called in Scripture, the father of lies, and uh, and that's uh, one of the, the most important things for us as believers. That's why the sword of the Spirit is that offensive weapon. It's the Word of God. It's it's the truth of God's Word, right? Yep. Jesus prays in John 17, sanctify them in your Word. Your Word is truth. So um, what a great resource with that book to help us think through some of the most common lies that we encounter from the enemy and, uh, and to equip us and remind us at least of the, the truth of God's word that combats and, and defeats and overcomes and corrects those lies from the enemy as well. Uh, one that I've been reading recently is uh, actually a devotional commentary. Um, maybe you've never thought, man, yeah, I just want to pick up a commentary and read <laughs> through it. But, uh, but this one I would recommend to you. It's by the author's name is Richard Chin. And the book is called Captivated by Christ, Seeing Jesus Clearly in the Book of Colossians. Uh, Captivated by Christ, Seeing Jesus Clearly in the Book of Colossians. Uh, Chin is just a, a, a great writer. He's, uh, he's clear. He's understandable. This is not a, a, a commentary that you're going to be reading Greek words or dealing with, um, you know, chiastic structure or anything else like that, that you just read and go, what in the world? Why are you taking me there? But this is really about what difference should this make in your life? And one of the things that I appreciate about Chin is he's asking uh, applicational questions throughout the commentary. Like one of them, in the first chapter, he asks, is, he says, it's worth pondering what authority do we look to or trust as we seek to derive our identity? 
in Colossians, a big element is our identity in Christ. And so Chin is, is asking us as we're getting into this book, you know, what defines us? What marks our identity? What are the, some of the things that we look to that we need to change or we need to transform? So uh, Richard Chin, Captivated by Christ, uh, again, a commentary maybe you think to yourself, I've never thought to read a commentary. Uh, this one's devotional. It'll be great for you to grab and read a chapter a day. If you're part of a small group that doesn't already have pre-written questions, which most of ours here at our church do, but uh, maybe you're part of a different one, this is a great book because it's also got questions at the end of every chapter uh, for you to ruminate on or even just take this, you and your wife, you and your family, and, and use it for your your personal uh, devotional time and, and Bible study time together as a family, uh, but a great resource there. Uh, another one, and then I'll toss it back to you, Kellen, is uh, this book, Can We Trust the Gospels? Can We Trust the Gospels, written by Peter J. Williams. And this book is, uh, again, readable, accessible, uh, but it's going to go through basically the, the evidence for why we can point to the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and have a great confidence that what they recorded is actually true, is fact. Uh, those books are, are the biographies of Jesus Christ, the biographies of our Savior. So uh, they're some of the most important content that we have as far as understanding who Jesus is and what he did for us. And this book walks through uh, outside sources. What do non-Christian sources have to say about it? Um, it, it goes through uh, who were the authors of the gospel and why can we trust them? Uh, it talks about, do we have Jesus's actual words uh, recorded for us? Has the text changed? Are there contradictions? And then it ends with the great chapter, which is who would make this all up? You know, who, who would actually have the ability to even invent all of this? So a uh, great resource there. Can we trust the gospels? Peter J. Williams. Kellen, how about another one? Yeah, one more that I'll give is uh, a familiar name that we all know is, is Ray Comfort. So Ray Comfort wrote a book called How to Know God Exists. And so it, it, it's, it's an easy read. Uh, just one of those that if you've seen Ray Comfort in his videos, he's very structured just in how he goes out and, and shares the gospel to unbelievers. And uh, if those, those videos, he, he's out in Huntington Beach, California, and uh, he's inviting people to talk about the gospel, and many of them are atheists, agnostic, uh, but one thing that he always does, if you if you listen to him, is, is he sort of has a structure with it, right? And he starts off with creation, is how do we know God exists, right? And so how do we know a tree got there? How do we know a building got there? And some people will just say, hey, it's just there, but then he'll simplify it and say, well, you know, if, if somebody wrote something in the sand, you wouldn't just say, hey, it, it just showed up. It says, you know, I love whomever. That didn't just show up. There was an author behind that. And so how much more complex are we? How much more is the human body, is, is this earth, um, in knowing that there is a creator um, behind it all. And so he really goes through the phases of how to know God exists from starting with creation and then just from a biblical standpoint of like how we can trust the Bible and how we can look at God's word and the promises that he has in there and um, everything that he's um, foreshadowed for, to happen in the future, how it's come um, to fruition. So great book. And again, just one of those where you have people uh, that will ask questions and it's good to be armed with some of these answers that uh, you know, you don't have to think of them off the top of your head. You can have sort of this bank, as, as Ray Comfort does. Most of the time, if you uh, are in consistent evangelistic, apologetic-type conversations, a lot of those questions are the same repetitive questions that you get. And so it's good to be able to hear from somebody like Ray Comfort on how to address those questions when they get brought to you. Another one, um, I know a lot of guys that are listening to this, a lot of guys that are even in our church have come out of uh, Catholicism. And some of you may be listening to this and you're in the midst of Catholicism. Uh, 
there's a, a question that uh, comes up from time to time about the Protestant Reformation, and it says, well, wasn't this something that was new? Uh, wasn't the Catholic Church what was the, the traditional model, what was always taught? Um, and weren't these reformers, these guys that were kind of out of the blue introducing something new? Uh, there's a book called Long Before Luther, written by Nathan Busnitz. Uh, Long Before Luther, the subtitle says, Tracing the Heart of the Gospel from Christ to the Reformation. So the solas of the Reformation that you think of, sola fide, sola faith, by grace alone, by faith alone, uh, in Christ alone. As you think about those, the the cries of the Reformation, uh, those weren't new. In fact, uh, a lot of times what you'll hear is, well, the church fathers uh, taught what the Roman Catholic Church believes. And and what Buzniz does in this book is he uncovers the fact that that's just not factual. Uh, the church fathers were preaching the same gospel that the Protestant reformers grabbed and began to champion themselves as, uh, as they began to stand up against the, uh, the false doctrines of, of Rome. And so uh, long before Luther, great book, just if, if you're looking for something to kind of scratch a little bit, maybe more of a, of a, a theological academic itch there that you want to do a little bit more deep thinking uh, long before Luther, uh, again, not super long still, but uh, a good book to just kind of challenge you in, in the way that you think. Um, Another one I would say is, uh, I would recommend is a book by Alec Motier, Alec Motier, and his last name is M-O-T-Y-E-R, and it's uh, actually a daily devotional in the Psalms. Um, It's a book called Psalms by the Day uh, by Alec Motier. Alec Motier was a a pastor and also a theologian, um, Old Testament commentator, and uh, this is just a great resource to go through each of the Psalms day by day. He's got a prayer associated with it as well, just a, a good devotional way to get in God's word. Speaking of, Kellen, that's another thing that our men should be doing that we Such all should be doing. To talk about is uh, is to get in the word more, yeah. right? Yeah. And the the excuse I don't have enough time, eh, it's kind of taken away, isn't it? Yeah, it's gone right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are some ways that our guys can be in the word more? Yeah, I think one just and it goes back to bigger picture, structuring out your day, uh, and not just letting the day just sort of roll away and you try to plug in time here and there, but structure out specific time of when you're going to get in the Word. A great time to do it is, is first thing in the morning um, before your kids get, get up and the day gets going. Is like, you know, saturate yourself in the Word. Um, and that, that's a great thing to always do, uh, especially now that we have more time uh, for most of us to do that, starting those good habits. But one specific way is, you know, with our church, we have the DBR, so reading through the Bible in a year. But you can even, in addition to that, be able to understand books of the Bible. Um, and that's one thing that I'm, I'm doing this time of the year or during this quarantine, I should say, is uh, being able to know exactly if somebody were to ask you, what is Galatians about? Or what is First Corinthians about? Being able to give a quick summary of that book. Where are we at? What are we it's talking huge, about? Yeah. Who's the audience? And then, it, you know, if you know the books pretty well, go into the chapters. If we're talking about Galatians chapter one, like what, what does it open up with? And uh, going that deep. So that's a great opportunity, again, to, to really dig deep into God's word um, and know it better. Um, so there's a, a great plan that I, that I heard on, read in the article, I believe it was, but that was, that was one that stuck out to me that I'm trying to apply that one. Awesome. How, how long does the average NBA game last? Uh, so we got 48-minute game, I mean, 48 minutes, but probably three hours. Timeouts. Yeah, so yeah. two to three hours, yeah. right? Uh, Major League Baseball, I mean, a, a, an average game is three hours. Sometimes it's longer than that. Isn't it only like eight minutes of action time? Uh, I, that's, that's a, <laughs> I think that's a false narrative. Um, 
but all that to say, none of us are watching those anymore, right? right? And we used to take that time and sit down and watch them. Yeah. Uh, we've got time to spend in the Word now, right? Yeah. And I came across a chart the other day that said, this is how long it takes to read each book of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go through and list all 66 books and tell you how long, but I'll tell you the longest one is the book of Psalms, which would take you, if you read it straight, up almost five hours, four hours and 51 minutes yeah. to read. Um, man, that's that's not a ton of time. Right. I mean, you, you might think, well, I don't have four hours and 51 minutes in a day to set aside. Fine. But what if you broke that into two days, three days? You could read through right. the entire book of Psalms. I mean, if you get into the New Testament epistles, like you were mentioning Galatians, Galatians, it says here, takes about 20 minutes to read. Right. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, those you could knock out almost all of those within a baseball game, within yeah. an NBA game. Um, think about how much of God's word we could be intaking. And we get on these read through the Bible in a year programs, which are great. They're awesome. Good, awesome, good. That's that's wonderful to, to be doing that. But I would also say, don't be satisfied with that, right? right? Like you were saying, know the, the individual books or even say, man, I want to read the, through the Bible faster than a year and yeah. I've got time to do that. So I'm going to just start knocking out these books, you know, and get through these books, you know, as you can throughout the day. If you've got 30 minutes, spend 30 minutes, you're going to be able to knock out most books uh, in the Bible in 30 minutes. If you've got an hour, you're going to be able to tackle even more. So we've got this time. Uh, eventually we're going to be held accountable to this time, right? Right, exactly. I mean, we're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and and we're going to have to answer for what did you uh, do the lockdown, yeah. right? Yep. He's going to say, look, I gave you this. Mm-hmm. And we don't often think about this time as a gift, but he's given us some things during this, including extra time. And the question is going to be asked, what did you do with this time? Right. Uh, and we want to be able to answer that in a way that pleases him. Amen. You know, back in college, we showed up in our, our freshman year. They said, hey, you got to be careful because you're not at home. You don't have mom and dad preparing your meals anymore. You, you can go out and just bring sodas and, and oh, candy yeah. bars and things like that into yeah. your dorm, and you got to watch out for the freshman 15. Well, that's another thing that, men, we need to be on guard against during this time and this season is the, the COVID-20, right, or the COVID-19. Oh, you rounded up. I like that. I just, you know. <laughs> make it a round number. We- it's COVID-19, so why not just make it COVID-20? So – what are some ways, I mean, we need to be staying fit Yeah. and uh, our gyms are shut down right now. You can't go to 24. You can't go to any of these other gyms and, and work out. Yeah. Um, so we need to be staying fit. And that's an important, not just physical discipline, but it's part of our, our spiritual discipline, taking care of our bodies right. as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. And again, a lot of it goes back to structuring your time. And I would just say, men, if you're struggling out there to find the time to work out, just do something. It does. You don't need to start with a, an hour workout. Right. right. Go for a walk. Go for a walk. Uh, progressively get there. Give yourself five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Then build up from there. I think a lot of times, and this is where the, the fitness experience comes in. We get discouraged because it's like I don't have an hour. Like I'll start next Monday. Well, I still don't have an hour. I'll start, and then it just never happens. But ten minutes. Ten minutes is be- better than nothing. So right. start small and graduate up. Uh, but yeah, walk, eating right, scheduling out your time. Um, you know. Fitness videos fitness are helpful, videos, right? Yeah, there's apps out there that have that, but we've no, actually we got. We don't need an app. You don't need an app. We got we've, something better. We've got something better. Why don't you talk about what's coming on uh, on Monday? Yeah, so on Monday, it, which is the same day that this is dropping. So if right. you're listening to this on like a later date, it may have been last Monday. Sorry, but it's, yeah, it's the, the Monday. You can still find it. <laughs> So, yeah, just want to briefly share about that. So we talked about Compass Active uh, that we were having, the new ministry that we're launching here at Compass Bible Church. 
Well, we can't do a lot of active things right now just in regards to sports and stuff like that just because of the quarantine. Well, we're going to make a transition and make a little adjustment, and we're going to bring the Compass Active to your house, to your living room, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but we're going to bring it to you, and we're going to start launching videos every Monday. So the Monday that this drops, um, there will be a 15 to 20-minute workout video where myself and um, – one of the leaders in the church, he's a personal trainer, uh, used to work with me at 24-Hour Fitness. We're going to be going through an at-home workout. So you don't need any weights. You don't need any equipment. So I, I don't need like a Bowflex system You don't system need at home. anything. All Nothing. you need is a little space. So okay. just clear out just a little space, um, and we'll be able to take you through a workout that's going to, again, get your body movement moving and then hopefully be able to progress and get you on the right track of getting in shape and not gaining covid 19. Right, right. Which yep. is so, so check check that out uh, Monday, and then also we'll have a social media page up. So if you search Compass Active on Instagram, uh, by the time this comes out, we should have a few things up. But that page just got launched uh, um, last week. So Compass Active on Instagram. I'm going to follow that right now. Actually. Also, CBC Active on Facebook. So go follow both of those pages and it's going to continue to build. We're going to produce some cool photos and videos on there. we got a great challenge that we're all going to have. So I'm going to challenge some people to go out and do certain things like push-ups and all that. And you can then continue to challenge others. So we'd love to have all you men on there um, and following that. So Compass Active on Instagram, CBC Active on Facebook. Yeah, I, I just followed it with both of my uh, – I your, followed it with our ministry account, The Bridge, and now I just followed it with my your personal wife, account. Your wife beat you on there, though. Whoa, you know, she, she's she followed it before me. Yeah. All right, well, Come then on, there man. you go. I'm just hearing about this, so I, I signed up. Yeah, but you guys may think, well, why does it matter if, I, if I'm sitting there stuffing my face with Doritos? Um, because we want to we want to take care of our bodies, right? No matter what, no matter if you're on lockdown or not. I mean, we should be wise about how we care for our bodies, but it also – you know, if, if you guys are out there, you're struggling with just your outlook on all this and you're discouraged, physical activity, exercise can be helpful for those things. I mean, it can help your, your outlook. It can uh, help your, your drive and discipline in other areas of your life as far as uh, your time in the Word of God and your, your just spiritual disciplines as a believer. So these are good routines, good habits to build in and, uh, and to take advantage of. Also, just, you know, what you guys are eating. I mean, it's easy to be snacky throughout the day. Um, and, uh, and so just, you know, being careful about what we're taking in uh, while we're at home there. So anyways, that's hopefully some, uh, some things for you to chew on and, uh, and for you to put into practice to fill some of this increased dead air. Uh, maybe we'll just call this episode Dead Air Part 2 or, <laughs> or Dead Air Lockdown Style. Quarantine version. There we go. Quarantine version. Uh, but man, we do care about how you use your time because we care about uh, you doing everything that you do to glorify the Lord as, as Paul encourages us to do as uh, really the, the Lord has created us to do. So uh, use this time well, use it for the glory of God, and we will be praying for you towards that end. 